Good evening. Hope you had a wonderful Monday. So tonight I'm excited to share an insight on a piece from yesterday's Talmud page of the Daf Yomi in Brachos 16b. It happens to be the source of one of my absolutely favorite tefillot prayers, which is recited each month on Shabbos, a Shabbos called Shabbos Mavorchim, the Shabbos that we bless the upcoming new Jewish month, the Rosh Chodesh, and which actually happens to be this upcoming Shabbos. It is a beautiful prayer, and in fact, there is so much to learn from the list of things we pray for when looking to the month ahead. After all, what a person asks and prays for often tells us much about what that individual values. In this particular prayer, in addition to the entire list of items we pray for, such as peace, long life, livelihood, the prayer ends with one very curious word, which could easily be passed over, but is in fact a hint to a deep Jewish truth. As we have mentioned before, if there is a word in our text that seems extra, it is often not extra, but is instead something that needs to be studied to unlock its depth and importance. In this case, this extra word carries along with it a huge philosophical Jewish truism. So here goes. We end off the prayer, blessing the new month by saying, Chaim Sheimalo Mishalos Libenu Latova. God, we pray for a life in which our heartfelt requests will be filled. We're basically saying, God, if there's anything that we didn't actually verbalize, go into our hearts and take those prayers and desires as well. Great, I got it. But it's that last word, litova, for good, that really defines this prayer. Because what we're really saying is, God, please grant us a life in which our heartfelt requests will be fulfilled for good. Wait, isn't that obvious? What do I expect, that I would pray for bad things? Of course I want God to give me only good. So along comes the Rashash, one of the commentaries in the back of the Talmud, which beautifully explains a fundamental principle. He explains as follows. In reality, there are things that we often ask for and deeply want, which appear to be in our best interest, but which in the end are actually bad for us. Let me give you an analogy. Children often ask for things that they deeply want, but sometimes the things that they want, which they believe are good for them, are actually harmful or even dangerous. In that situation, we hope that the parent is smart and caring enough to not simply acquiesce to the request, but stand strong in their conviction that they might know better, and sometimes the most caring response that a parent can give is no. In life, we often think that we know everything that's best for us, and often feel that there are various things that we need or want to live the type of life we think we should be living. The life we are pursuing might in fact be driven by the right ideals and values, but while we think that something we want is necessary or even critical or would make the type of life we strive for to live easier and more convenient, in reality, there are times that those things might actually work against us. How many families might you know where it seems that money is the answer to all the problems and then sadly, the family is torn apart over money? Have you ever seen people who wish they could have a little more freedom to do what they want and when they want? only to find out that it has made them more lost and less driven? In reality, we try our best to clarify our lofty goals and aspirations. But then we also say, God, at the same time, we trust you. And we trust that you know how to ensure that regardless of what we ask for and think we want, that it is ultimately in the long run for our own good. That's what you'll know. This is especially important and a point of strength for us to embrace when things don't seem to unfold exactly how we would want them to. We can be confident in the knowledge that there is someone with a greater perspective who is truly looking out for our best interest. Going back to the analogy I mentioned earlier in this post, when a parent rejects a heartfelt request from their child, does that sever the relationship? 
Well, it depends. If the child is mature enough and has a strong enough bond with his parents and the humility to understand that he doesn't always understand it all, then he can still accept the known over time, even come to appreciate that parent even more. It's like I sometimes say to my kids when they want something and my wife and I know it is not in their best interest. They might say something like, but so-and-so's parents let them do it. You ever hear that one before? To which I might at the right occasion say, well, that's great, but maybe that's because they don't love you as much as I do. And sometimes the greatest act of love is to say no. That perhaps is the deeper message of the upcoming Rosh Chodesh blessing. It's a powerful idea, which could and should lead to lots of discussion and questions. Happy to be messaged if you have any. And with that, have a wonderful evening and I'll see you tomorrow.